This episode is brought to you in partnership with Meals Without Meat. Meals Without Meat believes that plant-based is the most fulfilling way to eat and live. They exist to serve as a central hub for all of your vegan needs. They aim to help you feed yourself physically by using their tried and verified recipes and mentally by growing in knowledge about this journey. Follow them on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash mealswithoutmeat. Show. It's only good vibes Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe In the world where it's always politicking Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf Listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked Conversation so tight, it be gripping you We love getting suggestions from my listeners Do something foolish, try and run if you can All you gonna do is end up a victim of who's man's Welcome to another week of Who's Man's Podcast We hope you enjoy it What up though everyone, welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast I'm your host Ron Adai, aka Mr. Taylor Mate. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad What's up my beautiful people? another episode of Who's Man's Podcast, and we're ready to freestyle with y'all today. Before we do that, let's find out who's here. Uh, uh, want to rumble with the B, huh? Throw a hit so your whole family freestyling the rhyme like you know me. I know I'm copying off of other songs, but you know me. Janet Jackson, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What? Boy, you about to get flamed. Who's Man's on the podcast? <laughs> You ain't never had nothing. You ain't you ain't never been nothing. But you a king and a queen. Queen. Everything. <laughs> Bars. Bars. I feel like you, even you knew halfway through that that you didn't have enough. <laughs> but you 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 put persevered. I, well, I kept telling myself like you can't just rap that song and say it's freestyle. Like, <laughs> like, you gotta. That's definitely Biggie and Lil Kim. Like you cannot, you can't just rap a song and say you freestyled it. But it took me a while to get there. What, what was your little like? Did you like spit? What'd you do? Was that your version of like? Ugh, you did something where Ugh. Like, because I was too nasty on the beat. Oh, yeah, it's not, okay. You wouldn't know. This is a you know rap, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're my fellow, my fellow rappers out there, we know, especially my freestyle. Yes, you a SoundCloud rapper, gang. Uh, uh, okay, I didn't say keep going. Yeah, you know, don't don't give it away for free. Make make them pay for it. That's very true. Like I just gave y'all a lot of free music on this podcast, and I'm coming back. Free music, free ideas. Damn, freestyle. Damn. Oh. A lot of money. A lot of money. How y'all living though, man? Kyrie, how you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, had a little nice weekend. Uh, took Carly out to Florida for the, like a weekend getaway for her birthday. Oh. So, okay. Uh, oh, swag, right. swag. <laughs> I just Done. take her to Florida, you know. <laughs> we skipped over to Florida for a bit. Okay, you know. All right, <laughs> but it was chill, man. We uh, did some paddle boarding, and it was first time ever doing that, so it was very calm and relaxing, just out there with her and this awesome lady called Natasha that owns a business called Sup Pup. 
and she takes people out paddleboarding um, in Fort Lauderdale, black owned business. So that was even more hype about supporting it. And uh, she was just cool people. You get there, she's like, you want some wine, some beer, whatever, chill, stay for a little bit. So it wasn't like, a, it was It was just laid back. Uh, got to adventure the city on some scooters. Um, so it was fun, relaxing, just, you know, talking about life and what we're expecting in life in the next year since we're getting married. So just, it was just chill, just catching up and relaxing, went to the beach. So it was a good time. I enjoyed it. And then just came back and back to reality, working, et cetera, et cetera. Just back to reality. Yeah, man. They go rapid. How's your weekend? Hey, I want to give two shout outs for this weekend. One to friends of the podcast or enemy of the podcast, whichever way you look at it. Uh, Enemy. Okay. (laughs) I'll I'll say friend. I'll I'll show him a little love. Frenemy. Um, Friday, after a hard day's work, uh, Darnold made myself and a few other friends, uh, former guests of the podcast, Allison and our friend Shelly, made us all dinner. Now, look, it's debatable on what he actually made. What they made. <laughs> I was late, so I just came in when the food was done, and I appreciate the textbook. Uh, but we uh, literally drank as much wine as we could find it felt like uh and just had a had a good good night fun night and then my other shout out all right um is to i don't know who i'm about to say uh wow <laughs> they only have one shout out you're really freestyling today hey this right is <laughs> Alright, my other shout out is to my mama, alright? Because I love my mama and her birthday is coming up. It actually if you're listening to this podcast, her birthday is today, Thursday, December sixth. So mama, I love you. Happy birthday, mom. And I hope you never hear this, but uh just know I love you and everybody else who knows I love her, tell her. Thank you. Oh, happy birthday. I, just thought they, I thought this was the end of the podcast because usually I say thank you. Ron, how you been? How you been living, Ronald? Uh, I've been living smooth. Yeah. It's all good. My weekend was pretty smooth. Didn't go anywhere extravagant. You know, I didn't get a chance to leave the city, but overall, I still had a pretty dope weekend. Uh, went out to brunch, checked out a new spot in the city. Uh, what do you do? Watch the movie I need to check out. It came out earlier this year. It's called Searching. Did y'all hear about that one? Is it scary? Right? It's not scary. It's like a suspense mystery movie. So basically, it starts off this dude's daughter goes missing. And, you know, he's trying to get the cops help and figure out what's going on. But, you know, with, with the cops telling him not making sense. So he's doing his own research. And he's like, well, here's what I'm putting together. Here's all the stuff I'm uncovering about what probably happened to her. And he's like, whoa, right? did I even really know my daughter? Because he started finding all this stuff about her on her laptop that they don't add up to what he thought he knew. <laughs> did I even know my so, daughter? <laughs> exactly, though. <no. laughs> so the movie gets real crazy, man. Like, I'm not going to give anything away. It's a, it's a mystery, so I can't say too much. But it's interesting. And the way it's shot is pretty interesting as well. So it, it basically all takes place on a computer screen. So, like, you see him navigate through her laptop and you see his reactions to the webcam or the, the Skype calls that he has with the, with the cops or whoever else. So, it's pretty interesting. And definitely, we did not see... The, the way it ended, we didn't see it coming. We were, like, blown away when we when we saw it. So, I recommend checking it out. It's called Searching, and it came out earlier this year. 
So it shouldn't be too hard to find. I think it's on streaming platforms out there. Mm. But other than that, man, it's been pretty chill. I can't complain too much besides some disrespect that happened to people on Sunday. That really, you know, it got it got to me a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, you know. So did y'all hear about this Global Citizens Festival, man? Yes. This and I'm calling it a damn. Mess. Why you call it? A, first of all, it's not the Beyonce's festival. <laughs> Whoa, second of all, well, don't first respect off, that festival by saying that either. That's exactly why. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was called. Hey. <laughs> it seems like every time she attaches her name to something, it just becomes her Beachella. It's not Beyonce even her. Festival. It's like, I, I said it before, her crazy fans. Like, you can't even enjoy nothing no more because they literally go above and beyond to make it crazy. Mm. And you know what? I wasn't even too mad at that. Like, all right, you know, your girl's doing an extra show, you're excited, all that. That's cool. But what I did not like is the fact that it seems like no one cared that Sean Carter was also there. <laughs> not one person. Literally, not one. I didn't see I no one. I saw all this stuff he was, <laughs> on Twitter. Point, he was backstage, like, do I have to go out there? Like, they really don't <laughs> want me. I don't. Just seeing my friends, I don't think they would even notice. Like, <laughs> right? All the comments I saw, all the tweets, I kept saying, "Where is B? Why ain't y'all showing more B? I ain't seen not one person out here showing the love to Jay." And mm-hmm. don't worry, I wrote down all your names. <laughs> so I'm gonna be watching. <laughs> huh? It got was... to the point where they weren't even like announcing that he was performing. Right to the point they were like, "Oh yeah, more Beyonce coming up." <laughs> like. <laughs> Did Jay die? Where did he go? <laughs> I thought he started off the concert with her. Is that just the intro? Yeah, man. Oh. But thankfully, the crowd themselves seemed to be showing enough respect. Like when they when he's out here performing this song and like his solo hits, they were live and they were moving. I saw people out there who knew the words. So thankfully, they they helped me understand that you know it's just these heathens out here in the world who don't fully understand. But the people who had tickets, they knew what was up. Man, the internet almost like blew up though when they cut that concert off. Yeah, I definitely feel like people got, like, I don't know what you call it, catfish or something like that, but I feel like it was teased that they would be showing the set, and then everyone got, like, that snippet, and shit got crazy from there. <laughs> I was reading some of the comments. They were like, I canceled all my plans today. I should be asleep right now. I took off work. <laughs> it was like, maybe all one, like, I don't, you don't know how to, like, uh, go and research what time it is in Africa to know right. what time you should be home. And then too, like, why? <coughs> I'm sure you can find this later on um, some type of website. Like, some people were like, "I'm I'm not a fan of Beyonce anymore because she's not considerate." I'm like, you really think Beyonce <laughs> went off stage and said, "All right, that's enough, cut it off." Like, <laughs> well, who are you mad at? People are like, we don't support global citizens no more. Like yo, you don't support getting rid of hunger. That's so stupid. <laughs> right, all this good, all this good stuff they doing, and y'all mad over this. That's how bad it is. You don't want to get rid of hunger no more because the concert <laughs> turned off. Damn, like, like fuck them kids. Let them start. <laughs> Literally, I bet half the people that are watching this festival had no idea what was the festival was for. <laughs> they were just like, oh, what the fuck, Globe Citizen? I mean, somebody <laughs> says you global citizen, you're gonna lose a lot of business, and I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, <laughs> well, 
But let's not forget the fact that every <laughs> single person who was on, complaining because they couldn't watch it on TV didn't pay a dollar to them anyways. Nah, so obviously won. they ain't losing no business from, from us because they never had it. Well, they gained $5.4 million, Or I think, yeah, they gained a lot of money from that donations from other countries around Africa and globally. So they don't care about those people streaming. Huge money. I think that it was Look, almost, if I was them, uh, was it a billion? That's, I know that's what the president said at the end is that worldwide. Now, look, there was a global citizens festival in New York earlier this year that, you know, Janet headline, um, that raised a lot of money. So maybe that was like the global total. Um, but I know they raised a hell of a lot of money this year. Look, if, and if I was them and I was talking to people who are complaining, I was like, we don't owe y'all shit. Y'all didn't buy a ticket. Y'all didn't pay for the pay-per-view. We gave y'all a free live stream. So the fact that y'all even got anything, be thankful. It's really true, though. <laughs> it's really true. Though. Like... <laughs> Like you think about it, like the days where you did not have live streams, or I remember one time you had to listen. Someone was having a concert and they played it on the radio, and you had to right. sit in the car all night because you couldn't <laughs> afford to go. I remember that, but now they give you video and you basically there, and you can put it on your TV. And depending on how big your TV is, you you there, you you okay with it? Hey. <laughs> So we didn't got so spoiled that they want to they telling global citizens they gonna lose business <laughs> i ain't gonna never support y'all no more okay i'm let all them kids starve i don't even care anymore <laughs> weird flex but oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great um, i just had to get that off my chest before we got too deep into this so thankfully today is sean carter's birthday so Got a chance to really show some appreciation to the music. I saw a lot of people showing love on Twitter. They were? So now I'm feeling better about the humanity. Dang. I didn't even know were it was his birthday. Were you all surprised? Oh, wow. See, that, that's your own fault. Because you're heathen. You're Were you at all a little surprised at how much love he got today? Or does that surprise you? being like a big fan of his. I will say <laughs> that I feel like this year compared to more recent years I have I saw a little bit more like I didn't just see people out there saying like you know oh happy birthday but I actually saw people like just talking about the things that he's done and throughout his career or having conversations about which era was the best or who were who some of his best collaborators like just more general discussion and I, I appreciated that but I know that he surprise me mm. yeah. well, I mean Jay-Z definitely, nobody can ever say like Jay-Z did not do great or has not and is not doing great things for the culture. Um, it's cool to, it's cool though to like see or be around for a while and kind of see the journey of Jay-Z. Like when he first started to when he was like, a lot of people said he wasn't as recognized as he should be to the point where people said he was too recognized to the first time he retired to the second time he retired. Like (laughs) you get to see all that (laughs) stuff and you're like, Oh, I literally grew up with this man in many ways. And I think that's cool. That's really cool. What's your favorite? Uh, I don't even know if we should go here. Never mind. I was going to say what's your favorite album, but, or song. I mean, we we can make the whole podcast about it. If you like, go ahead and just change it all up. Okay. Freestyle. Well, I'm gonna say it real quick. My favorite album is the Black Album, top five rap album of all time in my book, and it's not four, three, two. 
or five. <laughs> no one's gonna argue with you. <laughs> the way you said that was very like say something. And it's not. And it ain't five, four, three, two. Okay. <laughs> What has been going on though? I think my. Oh, favorite, go ahead. You got your, Oh, you got one. I do, of course. I think my favorite Jay Z album is Blueprint. I remember I had a bootleg copy of Blueprint. I took it to church hmm? during youth. Wait, what? <laughs> youth. <laughs> look, look. Those were back in the day. Pass the That's what I was Music any way you could. So we had a resident. Uh, person at the church who would burn your copies of your CD and you have to come pick it up and look, Bible class used to be lit so <laughs> he had my copy of the CD at uh, Bible class well, I made the mistake of like flunting a little bit and well my copy of Blueprint got stomped out at Bible class Damn. That, was, that was a thing that used to happen at our church you would stump it out because hey, it wasn't like the Lord it's devil's music now, years later, <laughs> years later, I can buy Apple Music. So it's on my phone. So try to stun my phone if you want to, uh, Minister Gibson. Okay. I'll never forget that. Wait, so how'd that go down? How'd that go down? <laughs> i never forget. I was sitting on the front row in Bible study because, you know, I want to be close to the Lord. And <laughs> I had my little album out. And I think I tried to show it to this girl that I like. Um, thinking, you know, that would impress her. It didn't. Um, but we did get together, but it was short-lived. Um, and I showed it. <laughs> well, I didn't know Minister Gibson was paying attention to me at the moment. And he was. And he said, oh, you say you got an album? I was like, no, nah, I just got a CD. It's a blank copy. <laughs> Lying right in church. Right in church. So you first of all, wait. <laughs> You brought the devil's music to church. You try to hit on a girl at church, and then you lie to the preacher at church. <laughs> if you're gonna put all three together, I guess. I guess you gotta try to cut. He didn't burst into flames. <laughs> Look, I was just trying to, you know, get some music in my in my life. And he asked me to see the CD, the blank CD that I told him it was. And he said, "Oh, it's a Blueprint Jay Z." Oh, cool. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want you to, like, break it because, you know, he had done this before. And he was like, I'm not going to do it. So I just feel like that's kind of wrong for him to just lie to me. Um, but he <laughs> took my CD, and he stomped every lyric out of that CD. Okay? <laughs> there was no plan, none of them songs, uh, off of that album. And you know what? I lost $5 that day, and that really disappointed me. But I'm all right. I got it back. Mm. I got a butt. Well, it's okay. What's your favorite album? All right. I mean, you ain't even know it was his birthday. So, you know so what's going on in today's today's world? Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Noted. Your name got into the list. <laughs> wow. You know, I've been disrespected like this on this podcast. You're going to be trying to go see me. You're going to hear Big Pimpin' coming to your speakers, and you're going to know that's me. I don't know where. I know how you feel, Ron. Don't worry. I'm here with you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. But not for real. I guess there'll be some other crazy stuff going on. What else is happening out here? Well, wasn't there some other crazy stuff with Jay-Z included or involved around the Neek uh, album? Oh, yeah. They did to drop that verse that everyone was loving. Now, 
I gotta be honest, I was actually quite surprised, like pleasantly surprised at how much love that he got for that verse on a Meek song. It's called What's Free. And it's basically a, I don't know if you call it a, I say a tribute to the Biggie song, What's Beef, using the same instrumental essentially. And the, even the chorus is kind of just remixing the words. So it's Meek Mill featuring Rick Ross slightly and then um, Jay-Z. And honestly, I thought the verse was just all right. Like I appreciated it, it was dope. The song itself is okay to me, but everyone, when I woke up in the morning when Meek's album came out this past Friday, everyone was showing that verse love and talking about how great it was. Hope still got it. Hope still out here schooling these kids. Did y'all get a chance to hear it? Yeah, I listened to the album. <clears throat> to be honest, I was actually surprised because I didn't like look at the track to see it was on there. I just pressed play and then I was caught off guard when Jay Z got on. I was I wasn't putting two and two together that Meek and Jay Z would connect like that. But it was a good. I wasn't wrong. I didn't think it was like I didn't think I was gonna wake up to stardom on it and trending and all that stuff. But it was good. So I had a question, which tells you everything. Um, is it an album or a mixtape? It's an actual album, right? Yeah, yeah, mixing. It's an album. Okay, that's about all I heard of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you heard of it? <laughs> but as far as I get, I did read the verse and then I read. Um, Jay Z's tweet, which I mean, he only tweets like once a year, so <laughs> if that it definitely popped up on my timeline, but uh, yeah, I I was hoping that it was like a, a diss towards Kanye, but wow, like he cleaned that up. I mean, like a lot of people were hoping that Jay Z was like, all right, enough of this, shit. okay. <laughs> I know I made a song, uh, album with this man, but he didn't gone too far. <laughs> I mean, I think it, that was definitely that. the best way that Hove would do it. Like, I don't see him coming out and straight disrespecting him with, with all the history they have. But it basically was his way of saying, we don't see eye to eye anymore these days, but y'all not going to pit me against him, against my will. I respect that. How did you feel, Ron, about I mean it's kinda random, but how did you feel about like uh Kanye coming out after and kinda instigating a little bit and saying like, Okay, well if we cool, like watch the throne three or two. Sorry, we didn't get this. <laughs> I mean, I if anything, I feel like the song itself and Kanye's tweet afterwards made me feel like Watch Throne Two actually is closer to happening than I, I believe it was. It's not the first time this year. I think maybe a couple months ago, Kanye was just, when he was doing his little tweet storm, he had a, a mention that Watch Throne 2 was coming. And at that time, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Jay hasn't said anything about it. As far as I know, he ain't even talking to you. So at least that verse lets me believe that Jay is at least still on decent terms with him, at least maybe willing to work with him. So it gives me, it gives me hope. See, I don't have that same hope. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Jay-Z does respect Kanye and respects the history that they have together. But at the same time, I feel like Jay-Z is also like, do not ever associate me with that guy again, though, until he gets his shit in order. Or even if he gets his shit in order, don't. We good on that. That's the past. Just like I don't think Jay-Z will. (laughs) I put it on the same level as like Jay-Z ain't going to make another album with Linkin Park. He ain't gonna make another album with R. Kelly. Like that that happened, that came, that went. I don't even think he'll make another album with Beyonce. Like those are moments. And we went through that moment and 
uh, that's over. Um, I feel like Jay Z will get back with Dame Dash before he do Kanye. That's just my <laughs> wow. My guess with all my insight well, on you. the family. No, just play. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say that because I kind of took Kanye's tweets about Watch the Throne as I'm gonna do this with someone else. And I think we're closer to Kanye doing an album with someone else and trying to call it Watch the Throne, whatever, versus him doing it again with, with Jay-Z. Jay-Z. I could see him doing that. I can't see Jay-Z getting back with Kanye. That would really surprise me. There were rumors the first time around when he's, I think he just tweeted something like Watch the Throne 2 is coming or something like that. And people were like, well, it's not going to be with Jay. And people are like speculating who it would be with. But then there were some industry insiders who actually were quote-unquote confirming that the album was in the works or on the way. Of course, we never got word from Jay-Z or anyone who officially represents him, so I still refuse to believe that the album is in a vault somewhere waiting to come out. I think it's still something that could possibly happen, and just as a fan of them both, them being my number one and two, I would hope it would happen. Yeah. But I'm also not going to get my hopes up for it. Like, I'm not going to lose any sleep waiting on it. I'm, I'll go if they ever announce a release date. I'll go sleep that night and hope when I wake up the next day is actually real. But I'm not gonna, you know, waste my time until I see concrete proof of it. Let me get a single or something before I believe it for real. Yeah, I had a question for you. As like a super fan, what do you want next for Jay Z? As I don't know how old he is. Is he fifty yet? I saw a tweet that said he was fifty. All right. I don't if wait. I think he's 49 or 50, because I want to say it's 68, 69, something like that. As he approaches 50, how about that? What do you want? What do you want from Jay-Z as a fan? I want retirement. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for him to leave now while he's still relevant. Like, I don't want him to end up being the next artist who's making albums and literally like, you still make music? <laughs> Like I, I, I like the fact that even when he, as he makes his music right now, as he drops these verses, people still care. But I don't know how much longer he's gonna have that in him because he's only getting older, and times are. Yeah. So you would be okay with four 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 kind of being his bow out? Yeah, I mean, would. You I would want be fine like a retirement that. album? No, nah, I'd be fine with that because I just don't see him. I don't see him putting out anything else that I love more than what we already got. That's interesting. Is Jay Z growing dreads? I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> man. <laughs> It's like when Jerry started his journey, you're like, what are you Because <laughs> at first I believed you, and you're like, well, he's growing his hair out. That means some fire is coming. And so now I'm just like, yeah, that's usually what it means. So but what's going like, on? At this it's, point, it's been a minute. Why is this? It's a little dangerous. It's like a broke Super Saiyan. And, yeah, did you see the, like the hair, though. The hair is. It's not bad. Like I'm not gonna say that he, there's anything that he necessarily needs to do to it, but it just it feels weird. Like, it looks <laughs> weird. It doesn't look like it fits his style. Like you listen to old Jay Z songs, and it's hard to picture current Jay Z as the one who made that. <laughs> like y'all saw yeah, that picture true. of him in the pink suit, and people were like, "That's a Hillary Clinton pantsuit that he was wearing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to imagine. That's the same guy. <laughs> That's a big pimpin' or living a hard knock life. Yeah, he's just... That's really true. Oh, that's funny. Yo, hey, Brian, gosh, is this is really off-tangent, but... I feel like you're about to come at me. No. So I yeah. finally... Ever since we started this podcast, I just have moments where I tense up, and I'm like, here's the come at me. <laughs> <laughs> Be prepared. No. Be prepared. No, it's not. <laughs> so 
Just I finally, got, I finally got my stuff together and finished that book you told me to read. The Alchemist? No. Uh, okay. Short Tragic Life of Robert Peace. Oh. <sighs> Bro. Wait. You didn't like it? No, I loved it. I loved <laughs> okay, it. Okay, I worry. I, I was loved like, it. <laughs> I'm over here emotional already. The like, only reason that I I'm guess just... I even thought about that is because Brown was like, who, you would never think of Jay-Z being that person who was singing all the songs and what he is today. And that was just yeah. like similar to that guy. But y'all need to go read that if you haven't. Man, if you can, it's one of the one of the cool not coolest, I won't say that, but one of the best told stories about a life from a person who wasn't there. If that makes sense, yeah. That I've ever read, like it's a tragic story, but it's also like, man, you would hope that you would have that type of impact on someone else that they felt the need to write that type of story about you if you tra- tragically died early. I'm happy that they're um, talking about. I think it's going to be like a TV movie. They should of some sort. It's such a good story, though. Sorry, Ron. I had to throw that in there, and then you're probably like, "What the hell, y'all talking about?" But I ain't mad. Sound interesting? Be out here reading. Look, man, it's it kind of had me looking at <laughs> it's so weird, but like drug dealers differently. Yeah, because I'm just like, man, what if that dude is a biochemist graduate from Yale that came from a hard part, and he's trying to make ends meet for his family or people from where he came from, and it's just a short term thing, you know? It's- very true. I'm just like, what? Like, <clears throat> we're taught to like <clears throat> think of drug dealers as just like these bad people, and they're they're. I mean, if you look at TV, they're usually this certain skin color, and they usually come from this background, and they have no education. But then you read this story about this, you know, valedictorian. I think he was valedictorian. Yeah. Ivy League school, brightest future, great support, well, great support system from, like, you know, obviously his mom and, but also, like, his classmates higher up <laughs> looking at him. Yeah. And just not able to kind of cut off that life that he really needed. I mean, it wasn't like he was doing it because he just loved it so much. He, like, really needed that, that financial support. That, that, that story really, really affected me. When I read it, <sighs> all right, y'all. If y'all have a chance, go get that book. It's written by Jeff Hobbs, his college roommate. College roommate. It's a good book. Yeah. It's a great book. Um. So yeah. So what's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I I love this freestyle episode too because I feel like it's a lot of like. What the hell are they going to say that? <laughs> That's what I'm over here thinking. Like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Uh, I want to bring up something that happened um, early this morning. We're recording on Tuesday. So this morning, I woke up. I thought it was a dream, to be honest with you. I don't know why I would be dreaming about this, but I dream about a lot of weird stuff. So, I mean, go with me here. Um We got the news that Urban Meyer, who has been the head coach, at Ohio State for what the last five years? Six? Yeah. Yeah. Is I say quote unquote retiring, but they say retiring from football. Um, it's been trending on Twitter all day. A lot of people have thoughts on why they think this is happening. Um, 
But let's 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 share a few facts of what happened to Ohio State this year. Uh, I think the biggest uh, piece of news that came from Ohio State was around this domestic violence case, or was it, it wasn't a case, was it? It was like an investigation. Yeah. Where where they found out, I think it was one of the assistant coaches. Yep. And we freestyling, so I don't have all the facts in front of me. But one of the assistant coaches was uh, uh, in a domestic violence dispute. Yes, with his wife. And basically, Ohio State allegedly covered this up. And it came out. Ohio State, as in Coach Urban Meyer, didn't take the full route like he was supposed to. Yeah, didn't share all the details, didn't report it to the proper officials, um, basically took the husband's side and tried to tried to tried to keep it moving. All this came out preseason. A lot of people thought that Urban was gonna lose his job at that point. A lot of people say he should have lost his job at that point. Um, not only did he not lose his job, but he was able to I think he served what a two game suspension. Three. Three. Yeah. Um, started off the season with a three-game suspension, and that was basically it. But throughout the season, there were, like, more and more facts that came out. The wife started to talk a little bit more. Uh, other people knowledgeable about the situation started to share some interesting things that they thought, you know, should have been shared earlier, where they thought it would have been a harsher punishment. Um, so that was one piece of it. Ohio State has what I would call uh, okay, a good season for Ohio State. Good. But for so long, especially under Urban Meyer's uh, leadership, they've only had great seasons, okay? They've been among the top four teams. I mean, they made the playoffs, what, twice in the last three years? I could be wrong with that. Um, One year they didn't score any points, which made made me feel better because I know another school that didn't score any points against Alabama. We ain't gonna talk about that. (laughs) They ain't got shit to do. Um, But they had an okay season. They had a bunch of close victories. They had a terrible loss to Purdue, and a lot of people was like, "What is really going on?" Almost got whooped. Almost lost to Maryland. Almost did. Almost lost to Michigan State for three quarters, yeah. but you know it's a four quarter game, so we're gonna try to fix that next year uh, <laughs> to make it three quarters. Uh, <laughs> but but then they whooped Michigan and everything was good. Like whooped Michigan, everyone was happy. Yeah, but how much? I'm gonna just say they, they put up sixty two points. points. I think it was like sixty two forty something. I think sixty two forty two maybe. Yeah, you gotta stay woke, y'all. Um, and life was good because we all were happy at that point. Um, but they don't make the playoffs. We found that out last Sunday. They're going to go to the Rose Bowl. Uh, some people are disappointed because, hey, there's no Big Ten representation in the playoffs this year. And uh, Which I think is Ohio right. State, we can come back to that because I don't know. I think it's I right. Like, I don't know. But we'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back. But Ohio State is going to the Rose Bowl. Uh, no chance of another national title. That's kind of all the facts laid out. And here we are today finding out that after, you know, after the new year, Urban Meyer be what some people would do, like go to a beach and chill out and live retirement. Some other people are saying, nah, this is Ohio State trying to like clean house a little bit. 
and also Urban being allowed to leave gracefully as opposed to being fired, like some people say they should have. So what do you guys think about this situation? So I think that he really is retiring. I know history doesn't show history doesn't help him with this whole retirement thing because he said the same thing when he left Florida, another great school, and he was he had a legacy there as well. Um, oh, right. He had a legacy there with like he had two national championships, I believe, and he was he was the man on campus. He said, "I'm done. You know, I'm gonna take a break, or I'm done. I'm retiring due to my. I think he said that time it was like family and health. So people thought he was done, and then I think was it who's the coach before him? Was it Trestle was still the coach, Jim Trestle." Trestle. Jim yeah. Trestle leaves on, I think, some other allegations at Ohio State. I think he got in trouble. That's why he left, too. Um, then he decides to, well, you know what? Ohio State's going to pay me. He's about to secure the bag. So he's like, I'm back, and I'm coaching. The whole, the whole bag. bag. I mean, he got paid. <laughs> he got paid. But throughout his whole season at Ohio State, uh, I think there was one game he, like, dropped to his knees and he had like a severe headache, which they found out later he had like brain cysts that caused these headaches. And so a lot of people were saying that he should he should he shouldn't coach anymore. Like because if you watch Irv Meyer on the sideline, he's the most stressed out guy in the world. When Ohio State is like any mistake that happens, you think he's about to cry, or he looks like he's about to have a heart attack. He looks like he's out of breath. He just he looks like the most stressed out person in the world granted he is probably because he's the head coach and everything's on him but he just doesn't look like he's going to survive four more seasons as a coach or two more seasons as a coach or that game. or that or <laughs> that game exactly or that quarter he just looks so stressed and from to me i believe he's done because after this season i think this was a stress factor to the most which it should be because i mean he has the way the season started with him being suspended and all those all the allegations and everything that came up on him, and then their season that was up and down once he came back, and then the you know the Michigan game which saved him I believe, yeah. which saved his season, and then now, I think to me he's realizing that he can't do this no more. Now, granted, if Ohio State is using this to cover up, I would not be surprised, but I do think that. He's done. And I feel like he's going to pick up some like analyst job like all the coaches do. Or I feel like if they say the right price number, he's going to stay in the athletic department and do something, sit at the round table at Ohio State Athletics and do something there. If money's still coming, he's going to stay, but I don't see him coaching. I see him sit, sitting out for a year, letting everybody kind of forget what happened. And I can see him coaching again in 2020 but if he was to coach paycheck but he if he was to coach who is he gonna coach? he has to go somewhere he knows that he can he has like leaving florida and going to ohio state that was perfect for him because he still yeah. had all the pieces all the recruiting so it's not like he's gonna go for, from ohio state where is he gonna go he's gonna get a job at bama so there's a rumor out there that he could go for the head coaching job at USC. Mm, but, oh, did they fire USC coach? I think they fired, did they fire him last year? And they have like an interim coach or 
or they have a coach, but it's not. I mean, it's not Urban Meyer. Mm. So I could see something like a big move like that. I mean, hey, warmer climate. Uh, obviously, money to blow if it's USC. Uh, I could see something like that. Uh, I, I, I'm jumping over here, but I, this just popped in my head. But how much longer is Michigan going to allow that guy to, you know, just take all the money and not have any results? <laughs> like, could that be a play? No. Hey, more power to him. Let them do that. I mean, I like let it. them keep paying that man. I like y'all wasting our money on Khaki Boy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I could not picture boy. him going to Michigan. Do you feel like he has like a? I don't feel like he has loyalty to anyone. I mean, he's from Ohio, yeah, but it's Ohio State. <laughs> it's like it's like okay yeah you're from like one of the most dominant football towns in the country so yeah you could definitely spend this as loyalty but it's a very easy decision for you to make I mean he went to Ohio State okay <laughs> so he done paid all his dues. I mean he, he went to University of Cincinnati and then he went to Ohio State okay, and he so coached you it you don't think he's going to go to Michigan. There'll right, be, there be no way. If he did that, then, man, money talks. You're right. Just popped <laughs> in my head. Just popped in my head. I don't see. I don't think we've seen the end of Urban Meyer. Do you, oh, what about the NFL? He'll definitely not last. That stress is different. <laughs> well, yeah. I shouldn't be laughing about it, but that's a different type of stress. <laughs> now, we're talk, now we're talking <laughs> We're talking paid, and <laughs> the people yelling at are getting paid probably more than you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> nah. I don't know why this was funny to me, and it's not, and I feel like I shouldn't say it, but hey, who's man? Um, I feel like they would be like, oh, your head hurts. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you want us to stop playing? <laughs> I'm sorry, that just popped in my head. I don't even think football players are like that. So I apologize to all the football players. Oh, no. but, oh you got a headache? Oh, I'm sorry. I just figured that's what it would be like for the NFL team. <laughs> I hope they don't do it. Oh, uh, I mean, they do it to the players. That's true. Ooh. Oh, you broke your finger? You can't throw the ball no more? So that's back in the game. Well, Conrad took a pullover earlier, so I'm going to pull over here and say, hey, if you guys are looking for, like, a great podcast, oh, this is a great podcast for you guys to listen to. But if you're, listening to, <laughs> if you're looking for another one that's not even close to what we're bringing you, because we're bringing you that straight fire, there's this podcast, um, Aaron Hurt, and it's called... Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's called Gladiator. Yeah. It is one, it's only like five or six episodes, but they do such a great job of not only telling you the life story of Aaron and telling you where he could have went wrong, but they do it without like making excuses and they bring into it like, but this is what NFL and football culture is. 
and how it's so damaging to so many people. But they even do that without kind of like saying, oh, but if you play football, you're not a bad person. Like, this is just what comes with it. It's like so many things that they bring to the episodes um, that you kind of leave with a different opinion of that whole situation and football in general. I mean, being a guy who really only got into football with because of the college I went to, go green. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, and then got into the NFL recently. Like, I don't have, like, this great appreciation for it, but this podcast definitely me think about everything, uh, think about everything on a on a different level. So just something I recommend for you. Freestyle? I'm going to check that out. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the name of it again? Gladiator. Yeah, it's, I bet. It's really good. But hey, Irving, you got a lot of money. We don't really care. And you beat us, so good riddance. <laughs> Who was this coach, though? Like, other coaches on, on, on Ohio State. So I was surprised, like, they just put this other guy, like, oh. I think it was the, the coach, coach that did the interim coaching when he was gone. How might you feel? Like, you just the guy that they put in when they look well, he for must, somebody better. Look, he must feel good because they went 3-0 when he was doing it, so he knows what he's doing. He's like, I've been waiting. Okay, but who did they play? Conrad. Come on, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't they have we don't have much room to talk about teams playing other teams. All right. Damn. Right. So. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I ain't know you were going to go there. Who, who we could yeah. barely beat and who we did. Yeah, so. I didn't know you were going to go I mean, there. I have to keep it real, right? I mean, at least the team we lost to went to the Big Ten Championship. Like that means some shit. <laughs> shut up, Brian. Like, don't even bring that we lost shit up. The, we lost to both. <laughs> we lost to both oh, the teams that went to, both to the Big, big Ten champions. <laughs> Fuck up. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what can y'all say? Where are y'all at? Uh, getting ready for a bigger bowl than y'all. Okay, you're right. <laughs> we hey, we still going to a New Year's Eve bowl though, right? So Barely. unfortunately, it's still something. I didn't think. I thought we were going to go to like. The day before, the day after Christmas, or something. Bowl. I am. Not, I'm I not even looking for forward that. to watching our <laughs> offense. Right. Because they, I thought at one point someone predicted we'll be in Detroit, and I'm like, Dang, Motor City Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, the Motor City Bowl is hype. Okay. Is that usually like a no. Mac school? I don't know what that means. Like Central, <laughs> Western, or something, or I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know we did it one year, if I'm not mistaken. I know we played at Fort Field one year, mm. but it's all right. Anyway, here we are. Well, yeah, pray for us. For those right. who are don't listen to sports or follow sports, sorry, but you have to listen to this one. It's freestyle. Hey, shout out to Izzo, just because. Thank you. One thing is working for us right now. Barely. Hey, what's knocking on wood? Barely. Because I, <laughs> I did not like that loss. I did not like that loss to Louisville. I mean, that we just me had bad IQ, basketball Everything. IQ. <laughs> Damn, we were dumb. Yeah, we did. We were just dumb at the last time, the last few minutes. But I'll take those those two losses. Tough teams. True. Triers. You ain't gonna fight us. Uh, so what's up? What's next, guys? We're on this. we on this freestyle thing. I'm I'm trying to figure out where we're going. Hey, speaking of like good stuff to watch, there's this documentary. Uh, you know, 
I'm on the the I don't know what we call ourselves. I'm trying to come up with a term, but the LeBron James train. Uh, <laughs> you gonna make me stop being a fan because I, I know associate it. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, but uh, yeah, um, our leader, their leader, um, <laughs> has this show that uh, came on Showtime. And a few episodes. It was only a three-part. It was a three-part documentary called "Shut Up and Dribble." Now we talked about it on the podcast, kind of where that came from and why it was rude at the time. I think we even talked about how dope it was that LeBron kind of took that and said, "Hey, I'm gonna make money off of this," which I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Anytime we can do that. Um, but this documentary is so good, especially if you love the NBA. Even if you don't love the NBA, if you have any respect for the NBA, it kind of takes you down the full journey of the African-American experience in the NBA from the very start when we weren't allowed to when we had the ABA up into present day and everything in between. It was such a dope documentary. I mean, they cover the malice in the palace. They cover, uh, 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 what's his name? Allen Iverson. They cover MJ or they try to cover MJ. I didn't know that MJ has this rule where he uses uh, any of his likeness, in any of his NBA uh, basketball games without his permission. I mean, I thought it was swag, but I thought it was also like, hey, like <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of whack because we could use some of that information. Other documentaries that have, you know, so much so much education associated with it. But I know he has his own documentary coming out next year, so I'm sure that's why. Uh, but have you one? Have you guys been able to see it? And then two. Um, I don't have a two. <laughs> I don't know why I always can have a two. Just, uh, like, you ever notice that you gotta add two to one, two for something? Like sometimes I just got I got a one question for y'all, not two. No, I, I so have you guys? No, seen I it? haven't seen it yet. Okay, that's why you usually have a two. No, yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. Damn, freestyle. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely encourage you guys to like follow that up. And the shout out to um, you know, my new fan team leader, LeBron, for really going above and beyond to get all this stuff out and, you know, use his final years in the NBA to really do more as opposed to just doing do more for others as opposed to just doing for himself. So Swag you out, LeBron. Swag you out, LeBron. I mean, Serena did it better, but we trying. We here. See, you can't yeah. come onto the bandwagon no. and try to throw shade. You got to be all in. Look, I signed a contract, all right? They knew what they were getting when they got me. You can't get dropped from the team. Yep. Look, I ain't had Jay drop you from the team, honestly. Oh. Okay. <laughs> at the Beyonce concert already? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but hey, so listen to this. So I was Carly and I were uh taking a walk in the city and we stopped we saw the shop that like had like the retro uh games. So they had like the Sega, 
Nintendo, Super Nintendo, um, all for sale. So we're about to get one. And it had me thinking, why is, I don't know if it's frowned upon or this doesn't happen, or if it's just looked down upon about, remember just how you used to kick it with your homies and play video games all day? Wow. And it doesn't exist anymore. Is it because we focused on women? Is it because we didn't want to look at like we some homos or something? Like I don't know, like you know, like in that respect or resp- blah, blah, blah. Wow, I can't even say that word. But I'm gonna skip it because y'all gonna clown me. Um, yeah, I ain't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking about that. Is it frowned upon to get with your homies? And the only difference now is instead of just eating pot pie and ramen, you just have some honey or some vodka and some chicken wings. Oh, you're talking about like as an adult. Yeah, as an adult now. Like as the oh, homies. There's probably like at least three people listening who are like, what is he talking about? I am. <laughs> I just hung with my homies. But you're telling <laughs> me that you telling me you hung out with your homies and got the air mattresses and your homies crashing on the couch. Of a whole day of playing video games, still? No, no, no. I'm saying they're saying. I that. know, but I'm saying to them, <laughs> it's a rare. Yeah, man. I mean, life just gets in the way. Like, as, I'm a big gamer myself. I still game as much as I can these days, and I think it's a combination of life just gets in the way. Like, you got too much shit to do to be able to sit around and do it all day. I mean, most of my friends don't even live near me no more. So, thankfully, with the internet, I can still play with my brother, and I still have a crew I can play with. But it ain't the same as when your whole posse was in the same two block radius, man. Yeah, we just pick somebody's house to go to. Like you gotta actually organize plane tickets and all that. <laughs> yeah, man, bucks. We doing more than sitting Look. around at this point. Look, we can have a lot of fun, all right? But I at least need to see outside if I'm gonna fly right? all the way there. All right. <laughs> I mean the best oh, yeah. used to be in college when you all all you had to do was travel to a different dorm, even though that was a lot for us, but Oh my God, I will forever cherish being able to play Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. And I mean, I, I obviously I dominated at Mario Tennis. Um, but just being able to do that with people you cared about, not even cared about. Like, wait, yeah, no, I was wait, about to say, you, <laughs> <laughs> let me not get emotional. Yet. Dude from down the hall walked by. Well, what y'all playing? Oh, all right. Hey, Ben. <laughs> I played that once. All right, babe, come up, come up and get done up. All right, <laughs> like that used to be it. You had that like, one player that got mad, Austin, and I ain't gonna <laughs> we already on like squeaky terms, right? So, Damn bully! Don't piss him off, boy. <laughs> hey, shout out to Tracy Chapman. All right, we love you. <laughs> I just want to say that <laughs> Dom. You took my place. I was in first place for the most hated album choice by Brian and wow. Ron, but you took that spot. <laughs> but it's I okay. thought this was like normal free freestyle. Such thing as normal freestyle? I just felt like I should say comment. I love you. Like, <laughs> still respect you. Um, this is whenever listen to your music. <laughs> You gonna say a fact? Just say it out loud. Don't <laughs> <Like, laughs> <I> whisper it. <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah, I'm about to get the Nintendo. So y'all trying to come through? 
eight. You got the old school Nintendo, the first one. Yeah. Oh, I got a Super Nintendo. Yes, and then I'm about to get the sixty four. Oh, get okay. the sixty four. Get the Mario Kart. Get the Super Smash. We out here. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my Nintendo sixty four controllers. So just let me know in a pack. All right, and I got them. All right. But I'm sitting here thinking, like, when I was growing up, so I grew up with a single mom who, and I grew up with, like, an older sister. So there were no other, like, guys, if you will, in our household. And my mom didn't know. And I think I could go ahead and say she didn't care about video games (laughs) and did not care if I cared about them, all right? (laughs) Because that was some extra money that did not have to go out. But I remember the Christmas I got my Nintendo, like the first generation Nintendo. You couldn't tell me nothing, and you could not pull me out my room. I used to play this game. I think <laughs> I think it was called Island Life. It was the best game I ever played. All right, it's still to this day the best game I ever played because it was the first. I never beat it. That was like my thing. I never beat games. Uh, <laughs> I, I just would play up to a point where it was like, okay, well, I think this is it. <laughs> like, I don't think there's another level here. So let's just, let's quit it. Um, but man, that just brought back memories when you said that, because I wish I could go back and not beat the game, but just play it again until I get tired of it. <laughs> and start it over when I remember I had it. <laughs> Those were like my. Did you even play by the game's rules? Because I imagine you being that kid that would just do whatever, regardless of what the game actually wanted you to do. Oh yeah! Oh no, no, no! I would just walk (laughs) around. Like I never forget, like Mario sixty four. You know, you had to like walk around and get all these hints. I'm like, but look at the beautiful landscape. Like, (laughs) walk (laughs) over here. Okay, nothing's over here. Okay, I'll just chill over here for a minute, and I would just have like my own little. My own little story going on. Like I could never play story mode. That would that would those were hours that I just lost with nothing to show from <laughs> Like as long as you have fun. That's all that low matters. key low key I used to get mad at people who beat video games because I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I I really <laughs> didn't know you could beat a video game. I'm like, wait, so you telling me there's an end to this? <laughs> you you telling me I've been doing this and I could have been done with it? No, nah, you lying. I thought it was a never ended, never ending journey. Like I could have like finished this last summer, but I'm still playing it. <laughs> I just started over because I thought it would be fun. Yeah, that was me as a kid. It was bad. <laughs> Only game I ever beat was Mario Kart. So you beat the game, but you couldn't beat me. Mm. Okay, that was rude. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, I don't even remember we used to win back in the day. We need to have some rematches, but I feel like all of us are gonna claim that we won. I definitely won. But um I'm sure you did. I don't even know if I beat Mario Kart. I just know I got it to the level where you race backwards. And to me that was like, okay, I won. You know the worst feeling is when you play okay, I'm done with this after this, but you play a game and you think you beat it or you think you went as far as you could. And then you grow up, you go to college, and you play with somebody who knows that game. And they're like, oh, you ain't even beat all the levels. And then they do it that night in front of you on your game. And you get this is traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> who hurt you, Doc? Let me just say this. Hey, Schiller, I, I'll never forgive you for that, all right, man? Like, you could have you let me believe that I won. 
all right? You ain't have to win my game for me, okay? I ain't touched that game again. I think I lost it on purpose. You know? <laughs> I don't appreciate you for that. But I wouldn't be like that. <laughs> well, we still freestyle. You got anything else? I mean, bet. Um, so one thing I saw today while we were preparing for the episode was the fact that Kevin Hart has been announced as the next host for uh, the Oscars for next year. Now, if you follow Kevin Hart, if you're a fan of Kevin Hart, this is something he's been talking about for many, many years that to him, this is like the the greatest compliment a comedian can get. Um, and now he finally gets to do it. I'm curious, like, from you guys, like, is this something you're looking forward to? I know you guys don't watch award shows. <laughs> I mean, if you, listen, if you listen to the podcast, you know that. Will this make you watch? Um, how do you guys feel about this? I mean, you're already it's saying not going to make me watch. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah. I, what I will say is what this makes me want to talk about a little bit is does this put Kevin at the legendary status? So, like, does it get him up there with those guys that we consider to be the greats? Like, do we finally have to accept that regardless of how much we were paying attention to him these days, he's up there? Yeah. Mm. I mean, he, he's, because I'll be honest, I haven't, Go ahead, I, sorry. I, was, I, didn't listen, I didn't listen to his last stand up. I've only seen one of his recent 12 movies, but obviously there's people out there who still love this guy because he's still booking gigs, he's still getting roles. It feels like every other month we're talking about Kevin Hart and him doing something new. So, yeah. he he's doing something good. And, like, he has a fan base that's growing. But people were saying that he has a bigger international fan base than the U.S., but I still don't. I think it's just both. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. do, y'all, do y'all think he has a classic stand-up? I, okay, so one, I don't even know what legend is anymore at this point. Like, to me, no, he's not a legend. But, to a lot of people, I oh well, no, I've heard some people say he's the greatest comedian of all time, which I don't makes my skin crawl. Uh, does he have a classic stand up? Um, I feel like he came close with uh, was it Laugh at My Pain? I think yeah, that was, that was the, first the big second one. or third one. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably his best in my opinion. Uh, I feel like everyone after that, especially the ones that have all gone to the movie theaters and I know he sold out a stadium and all that stuff, they were cool, but they weren't, they were the same thing off of that one special to me. So I appreciate Kevin, though. I appreciate him more than I like him. I mean, I feel like he definitely has classic jokes. I don't think that you can take that from him. Oh, definitely. Like his, his bits that he had. About his mama telling me he can go cuss in school. His dad showing up to the spelling bee. <laughs> the way my oh, bank account dirt. set up. Like, he, he's changed <laughs> vernacular, like, pushing to our vocabulary. So, you can't take that from him. He definitely got some good stuff out there. He's just a businessman. Yes. I oh, think definitely. he, as far as, like, I wouldn't say he's the greatest comedian. But if it comes to, like, comedians and how they market themselves and just make the moves, he's the best at it. Hands down, like all right, that's such a good point. Like no one has ever done what he's done as a comedian. Well, I won't say no one because, I mean, Richard Pryor had his own 
uh, movie studio for a while. Um, now he fucked it up, but well, that's what I'm saying. But Richard he's Pryor like did. still like I'm not taking away from Richard Pryor, but at the how fast he did it, like from where he started to where he's at now, yeah. it's it was a it was a quick turnaround. At least when I'm looking the way I'm looking at it, yeah. To have your own network is this network still going on? By the way, the LOL network or LOL, is it called LOL? The Laugh Out Loud, I think it is. It's online, yeah. so I don't really know. I've never like been able to find it, <clears throat> but I know. I know he just announced like new shows that are going to be on there. He has his foot in so, everything. Yeah. He has his foot in like the fitness thing. He has his foot in like everything. Books. Even online radio. Online radio. radio. Like, he has a, yeah. It's... Uh, at some show. So, or channel, I should say. Yeah. So he's, I can't get mad at him for that. I can't. Like he's making his money and he knows how to move and make the right moves at the right time for himself. All right. This might be rude. Not rude, but I understand why, like, other comedians hate on Kevin Hart. Like, I get it. Like, you feel like you're funnier. You definitely feel like you put in more work. You feel like you're more respected. Um, So I do get that. But at the same time, it's like, at what point do you just, like, allow... To me, I kind of compare it to, like, Denzel and Will Smith. All right? Will Smith will go down as one of the biggest box office stars of all time and he's black he definitely will be the i think he is the well some people say samuel jackson but that's not the same thing but will smith is the greatest grossing black lead actor of all time but some people say denzel is the greatest actor of all time the greatest black actor by far Okay, we're not going to do that. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> we can because it's freestyle, but the greatest actor of all time, all right? I feel like it'll be the same thing with Kevin Hart. We're going to be like Kevin Hart, greatest grossing. I mean, even though he hasn't really broken the record yet, like he hasn't broken Eddie's record for Raw for greatest um, comedic film of all time. I know he said that that's something he wants to do, but he doesn't think he can. Um, at this point, because his com- his um, movies are never mind. Well, no, like just for the special, the comedic special, oh. he hasn't broken raw, and that's something that like he has as a goal, but he hasn't been able to do it three times out. Um, he will go down as like one of the most successful black comedians of all time, but everybody else is probably gonna say like, oh, I mean, obviously, I'm not even saying like the old school, like Richard and. And all those people, but more people are going to give props to. I think more people might give props to Michael Evans. I think more people might give props to, to Chappelle, and to. Uh, I didn't mean to say Epps before Chappelle because I feel like that's rude. But Chappelle, Rock, and all those people before they ever give that same respect to Kevin Hart. To be honest, I think Michael Blackson is funnier than Kevin Hart. Okay. Uh, it's funny you say that because I know Michael Blackson. I couldn't tell you what he looks like. I couldn't tell you a single joke or anything that I've seen from him. I just but he doesn't have. <laughs> but he doesn't have that same marketing. Like I mean, he's putting it on for, you know, being an African com- uh, African comedian and everything. But he's not going to get the same publicity as Kevin Hart. He's has his, he has a fa- he's famous on Instagram. He has all this stuff he does, but still like. He's on the hush. No one hears about Michael Blackson that much unless he pops onto like a 
radio talk show or something or um, yeah you know breakfast club right but i think he has he's funny he's consistently funny i think kevin hart has his like streaks to me at least personally like where i think he's hilarious and then turns around i'm like come on man i feel like he just did this but yeah but now i will say thinking back to what you said brian about comparing him to denzel and will smith I would honestly have to say that he's closer to Denzel in the regard that they both really just play the same person in every movie. Okay, that's just a that's just a personal opinion. <laughs> hey, it's that, freestyle, that I, that's shared so by many. Freestyle, can we can we go ahead and shift into that? How much time we got? Because we got a good thirty five minutes. Oh, well, let's go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I got to, we got time today. <laughs> we have time. Who's man? Go ahead, bro. I mean, I, I've already said what I had to say. He plays the same actor in every movie. And I'm speaking of he as in Denzel, but you can also say the same thing about Kevin Hart. You just take that same person, the same character and their tropes and their mannerisms, and you apply them to different situations. I had to breathe. Whether they the rock sidekick, Ice Cube sidekick, Tiffany Haddish sidekick, or if you're talking about Denzel, if he's a teacher, an upset father, a drunk pilot, wow. a badass, avenging some woman. It's Those the same the person. Same. You're right. Yeah. It's the same person in these different roles doing I different things. I find it interesting but, that you, you name most of the stuff that uh, Kevin does as like a sidekick, but then you name like for Denzel all these different, um, not only professions, but different roles that he's played, but you said they're the same. It's the same as in, the, I mean, even if you're talking about what, uh, what I also mentioned with Kevin Hart, either he's a adventurer in Jumanji or he's a cop or he's trying to be go to night school or some whatever other stuff he's done that I can't think of essentially it's hard it's different kind of hard worlds. to it's kind of hard it's to compare same. Kevin in that aspect because his movies aren't he hasn't had that many movies where but I guess you could say he had he's consistent with I feel like his comedy is consistent in each movie the same like he he and when I was thinking about you talking about Denzel are you talking about like the way he like his expressions, his monologue. Like I'm trying to figure out when you say he's the same in all movies. He doesn't make change. It makes the sense. Same, like he doesn't make sense. Does he not same change mannerisms? Okay. So like the like whole, you take the same the whole lip quiver in, in one and movie. everything. <laughs> yeah, you take the same person in one movie. He's a dirty cop. In another movie, he's a father. In another movie, he's a deadbeat uh, husband. Now it's the same person. You just you just put them in different situations. So what about? Now, if you're, because I know your guy is Will Smith that you put in front of him. Yeah. How yeah. is he different in all his movies that he plays? I think that he's different in one that he has more range, as in he can do different types of movies and comedy, action, drama, suspense. Like he has more range in a variety of the genres. And then when he embodies these different roles, I don't feel like I'm watching the same person do something different. I feel like he's actually bringing us a different character into this different role. Okay, so I wanna I wanna put something there. I feel like when a comedic an- actor is able to switch over to dramatic or action, they get more credit than a dramatic actor who switches over to action or other dramatic roles. Because once you've already figured out that this person is funny, but now you figure out that they can do like dramatic as well you kind of think like, oh, they're more talented as opposed to like drama and dramatic roles are very, very difficult to play. 
and not many people can do it. We've seen so many people fail at it. So, like, yeah, some people say, oh, Denzel has never had, like, a romantic comedy. Well, I mean, obviously you have um, uh, Preacher's Wife, but, oh, he's not the comedic relief in that movie. Um, oh, Denzel only plays dramatic characters and or action characters, whereas Will Smith, Will Smith is started off in comedy. Well, start off in rapping, but start off in comedy, and you knew he could do that, but then you see him do this other stuff, and oh, he's more talented than everybody else. I feel like, like actors, it's weird because they get the most credit if you look at, like, Oscars, but at the same time, like, from a from a normal people standpoint, without having a better word for it, they don't get the most credit. Like, it's like, oh, you're just playing the same character. Like Meryl Streep. A lot of people say, oh, Meryl Streep is the greatest actress of all time. And then some people say, oh, that's just Meryl Streep being Meryl Streep. It's like, no. It takes so much skill to do what she's doing that you are so used to it that you don't give her the same credit that you should. So is that what you're saying that Ron is doing to for Will yeah, Smith I, to or I for Denzel? Like, if I feel like with Denzel, he's like, oh, he's playing the same character. No, he is giving us so much in that character. But yeah, he only plays dramatic characters. So you feel like, oh, it's the same thing. Whereas Will, yeah, you've seen him as a comedian. You've seen him as a superhero. Hero, you've seen him as a superhero. You've seen him as a dramatic character. You're like, oh, this person's way better. No, he has just been afforded or has accepted, really, those additional roles. Uh, whereas maybe they haven't been afforded or Denzel hasn't accepted those additional roles. I mean, I agree with Ron, as I would say Will Smith is more versatile of an actor. The only reason we know that is because we've seen him acting all of the different roles. However, I'm just still trying to understand, like, because I'm, I'm looking at, I can see where you're saying Dizelle is the same person, but I can see Will Smith in the same, the way he acts in Bad Boy and his facial expressions or some of the comments he makes, he does, he did in Hancock or he did in, um, what was that movie on Netflix? Was it Bright or oh, whatever Bright, it was on Netflix? Yeah. yeah like, so like, haven't been able to watch that. I'm still trying to think of like, and you know, if you're talking about him being versatile, he can act, has a more, a higher genre movies that he can act in i agree with that but when you say he's the same person i think will can be the same person sometimes in movies as well oh yeah it definitely can be sometimes i don't think there's any actor out there who isn't guilty of having those tendencies that at least in some of their roles but then i also think of stuff like seven pounds and the pursuit of happiness where you, you get a completely different look at him and a completely different character that doesn't embody those same traits i'm not hating on will I'm, smith i think i love will smith i can't but... hate on will smith i can't I would say that. I would say you can also think of someone like, um, what's his name, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I can really only see him playing the same genres or type of movies, but at the same uh, time, too far. I still feel like I'm getting a different person in a lot of those different roles. I don't feel like I'm always seeing the same person when I watch him be Wolf of Wall Street or whatever he was um, in that movie that he got the Oscar for. Or uh, The Reverend, or Reverend, whatever yeah, it is. I still yeah, I have been able to watch that. I still don't understand. I mean, it was a good movie, but I still don't understand how that was the movie that got him the Oscar. <laughs> that was a we owe you one. That was definitely we owe you one. They was like, look, he didn't say a damn word in that movie. <laughs> they was like, look, you need this. All right, go ahead. Like, go it's ahead. Great right? movie, but I don't think that was the one. Like, 
like Great my Gatsby, favorite... all those other ones just surpassed. And they're like, oh yeah, this is the one. My favorite actor uh, is Sean Penn. All right, Denzel is number two. I think I've said this before, maybe not on this podcast, but I've said that before. Because Sean Penn has literally played every character that I that you that you really could imagine um, on a television screen. Like he's played someone with special needs in I Am Sound. He's played a gay character in um, a very flamboyant gay character in uh, Milk. He played a gangster in Mystic River, and everything in between in all of his other movies. I just named those three because those are three movies where he was nominated for an Oscar. I think he won two for uh, two of those. Um, do I think Denzel like goes to the same level as Sean? I've never seen Denzel like play like a goofy. No, that's not true because he played that in uh, this new movie he had uh, last year. Roman Esquire. He played like a goofier character, if you will. Her dad didn't do so well. Is that true? Okay, yeah, it did. But he was nominated (laughs) for an Oscar, so hey, it it got there. But I don't, I'm not saying, I I think Denzel is just a great actor. And I don't, I don't understand how people could say different, especially if you've seen some of his biggest roles. I mean, you look at Training Day, Training Day is not like Muhammad, or Training Day is not like Malcolm X. Malcolm X is not like Glory. Glory is not like Man on Fire. Like, yeah, it's the same man, but those are those are all different people, different flawed characters that he's bringing to the screen. And I mean, there's many more examples. Denzel in Philadelphia is not even likable until like he kind of learns that he's an asshole. But you appreciate it and you see it throughout his character because you almost appreciate the fact you know people like that. And I think that's why I like Denzel. Like I feel like I know I know the character Denzel is playing versus like a Daniel Day Lewis or Sean Penn or even Leo in some of his characters. Like I mean Leo <laughs> Leo goes full out. Like if you look at what's eating Gilbert Grape where he plays a special needs character, I legit thought they hired a special needs person to play that role. And why you sound like, like you about to laugh, bro? Because I wish you could have <laughs> I wish you could have saw my face when I saw that special needs character being Jack on Titanic. And I'm like, well, wait, it, was he cured? Like, what happened? Like, how did he get here? <laughs> <laughs> did he find the boat? Like, how, how did this guy get here? But I don't know, like, I know Denzel doesn't go that far out, but even the small stuff that he does in every role, I really appreciate. Do you think if you put Will Smith in a Denzel movie, or Denzel, and vice versa, and Denzel in a Will Smith Will Smith movie, they would still do as good as that person in their movie? Or who would do better? Or one of them would do better? I think Will Smith is much more, like, marketable. Not Mark. I'm just talking about no. We talking about acting. The actual job they're going to do, like how well they're going to do in the role. So, like, if you put Will Smith as the coach in Remember the Titans, will you still get that same effect as Denzel was, or would Denzel be if Denzel was in Seven Pounds or Pursuit of Happiness? Would you get the same emotion that Will Smith did? You could, and I feel like Pursuit of Happiness is the best thing Will ever did. 
But, well, no, no, no. Because I feel like Will Smith's first movie doesn't get enough credit. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's when he plays, like, a gay character. Um, shit, it's going to really bother me that I can't remember it. I, but I, um, I do not think, like, I cannot imagine Will as Malcolm X. I cannot imagine Will in Devil in a Blue Dress. I cannot imagine Will in... Was it Six Degrees of Separation? Inside. Yeah, yeah. That was Will's first movie. Um, I can't imagine Will in I mean, and that's just the ones that Denzel did with Spike Lee. Like, no, no. Like, Denzel makes movies, and you really can't imagine other people doing it. Will makes movies, and yes, he makes them better, um, but, like, his dramatic roles... I can't see Denzel as Men in, in, men in Black. I can't see Denzel no, no, in, no. Han- in as Hitch. Hancock. Or Hitch. No, but you can imagine a few other people in Seven Pounds and uh, Concussion and hell, even Ali. I mean, but you can imagine other people playing the roles Denzel has. That's not a fair comparison to say that you could pick other people. Well, you personally choose not to. (laughs) Name one person who could do Malcolm X better than Honestly, let me think real quick who could do Malcolm X. I think, given the opportunity, Jamie Foxx could. Yep. Okay. I actually you know what I was thinking that that was the first person I thought of. I think Jamie Foxx is the most overrated actor, probably. Yeah, ever. we know, we know, not ever, we know, we know, we know, we know. But back to, to real quick to your question, Kyra, I would say is that there are more movies that Will Smith could take over Denzel for than you could say vice versa. Really? I could, I could see Will Smith in uh, Remember the Titans. I could see him in Training Day. I can see him, I can in, see him in flight. I cannot see him in. Do you see Remember the same the result? Yeah. No. And honestly, I think in training day, you could even get a little bit more. I've been saying this for a while, though. Will Smith, at this point in his career, which I don't think he even cares because he has more money than he could ever do anything with. He could do whatever he wants to. All of his family is honestly like. <laughs> doing whatever they want to and very successful at it. Um, But if Will ever cared about acting again or cared about, like, his acting career, I feel like Will Smith needs, like, a training day or a character where he's a bad guy. I don't feel like we've gotten that. And I've heard, like, some feedback from, you know, different movies that Will was supposed to be a bad guy, but he refused. And they he he basically had them write the script over because he always wanted to be like the good guy at the end of the day. Like I would love to see Will Smith as a bad guy. I think Hancock is as close as we got to it, and it definitely was not. He was. He didn't end up to be a bad guy. <laughs> he was just a drunk yeah, ass guy. <laughs> no, he yeah. didn't care about hated <laughs> <not> people. <laughs> but I feel like I want to see at this point, especially Will's fifty years old. Like he's not that young guy anymore which was the difference, if you will. Like, I want to see Will be a bad guy. I want to see Will be an asshole. I want to see Will be someone we hate on screen. He hasn't done that. Denzel has. And Did you hate Denzel in Training Day? I did. I remember remember that guy being left. I, I always rooted for Denzel because Denzel, but I remember that guy being left at that table and Denzel leaving him there, 
when they were playing cards, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, like, I would be so mad if my friend left me here, <laughs> knowing that I won't survive this. Or, like, even, like, just bring it to your regular life. Like, oh, I'm drunk, and my friend leaves me. Like, oh, he'll get home tomorrow. Like, how evil is that? That you think, like, I can make it through this without your help. But you brought me into this situation. Mm. That was one of the most evil characters ever. And I've never been more conflicted with a character because I'm like, Denzel, I want you to live, but die. You 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 gotta die real quick. <laughs> like, you, you gotta die real quick. All right, so worst Denzel movie and the worst Will Smith movie. Do you guys have one? Oh yeah. Ron? Um, no, actually I don't. I don't think I have a worst movie for either of them. Oh, wait, no, the, I would say only the Equalizer didn't entertain me, and not because I think Denzel was bad in it. It's just that movie just didn't hold my attention. So that's what I would say is my worst Denzel. I was going to say that Equalizer as well. I just didn't think he was all that of an actor in that movie. So I didn't see Denzel's very first movie. I forget the name of it even, but I heard it's bad. But I'm going to say my least favorite movie that I've watched of his was probably um, Out of Time. And that was with, uh, oh, what's her name? Robin Thicke's wife, Paula Patton. Oh, that was a weird, mm, damn, that was a... Like, I appreciated it, but I was like, oh, <laughs> you could have, like, not cared about her and been over with this movie real, you know, way earlier. But <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, yeah whatever. I mean, it got a 64 in Rotten Tomatoes. My least favorite Will Smith movie... It's probably one of his most recent, which was, uh, uh, I can't remember anything right now. But it was the one with the white lady. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. I forget the name of it. Conrad, you got your computer up. I'm about to look it up for you real quick. Focus. Yeah. Focus. And I'm like, I really thought that that movie could have been better. To the point where I'm like, I wish somebody would redo this movie with him and like the whole cast, but maybe better writing. Um, because I'm like, you guys are doing stuff that you don't have to do because this movie is so cool. But why are you making it this bad? And it got me <laughs> to the point. I'm like, Will, like, what the fuck are you choosing right now? Like, why are you making all these movies that are really bad and you know they're bad? But I love Will Smith. I think mine was. I'm glad he had the movie with his son, but After Earth. Oh, yeah. I thought it was trash. I didn't really care for that. Yeah, I heard only bad stuff about that. Hey, low key, though. Jaden is pretty much trash as an actor. <laughs> that was not. That no, was cool. <laughs> Man, he was killing a karate kid. Yeah, he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he was cuter and like. Uh, pursuit of happiness and we care more about your dad but then it's like oh your dad's paralyzed <laughs> through the whole movie we gotta follow you nah we good <laughs> nah we good well at least he That's can make some music so he ain't gotta depend on the actor honestly though like how blessed are we to have Will Smith Denzel Washington like, that's what our previous generation was only blessed with, my generation, if you will. And now we got uh, Michael B. Jordan. We got uh, Jamie Foxx. 
T'Challa. That's not what I said. Black, I was going to say Black Panther. With <laughs> <laughs> Chadwick. We got Chadwick. Chadwick. We got, What's um, it? We got, we got. What's his name? Is it Cheatham? these people. Che- che- Cheatham? What's his name? Don Cheatham or Don? Don Cheatham. Don Cheatham? Yeah. I was going to put that? them down, though, but you're right. <laughs> you, we gonna put that? <laughs> well, I guess that's enough of that. Who are you going to put okay. him with? We got it. I was going to put him with the older crew. Like, he is their age. Like, yeah, but I feel like he got. Yeah, let's put him up there with the older folks. With the older folks, but how, when, like, at what level is his stardom? With the older guys, like with Denzel, or more recent? I don't think. Don Were you guys Cheetah talking about the level of Will Smith and Denzel? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was. I feel like he became more of a star, more popular, more recent than back then. But. Oh, see, it's I like, don't think he will ever be on the level of Denzel. Yeah, I think like he's well. he's at the best he's ever going to be. Yeah, he he's not up there with them. Like I even think Michael B. Jordan, the way at the end of the day, have a better career than him when it's all said and done. Oh, what's his name? Uh, dude, his, I think his last name is Muhammad. Uh, he was in what's the movie about the. I'm really gonna get bad descriptions, but it just came. It recently just came out. <laughs> it was about like the life of a gay black boy in the hood. Moonlight. Moonlight. He was in Moonlight. What's his name? Ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the young one or the old? The I old dude. The, the old guy. Like the OG uh, in the movie. Mahershala. Mahershala or Mahershala Ali. Hey, Mahershala Ali deserves. I mean, he won the Oscar, but. He deserves. He about to be in True Detective on HBO. That's an actor. Actor, I appreciate him. Yeah, he's good. All right. Hey, speaking of Moonlight, really quick. I know we got to finish, but um, Barry Jenkins, who directed Moonlight, the uh, best picture of the year two years ago, is coming out with. Um, I think it's called On Bill Street. I probably had a title wrong, wrong, but Google the title. You should go watch it. Go support it. I mean, one of the greatest directors ever. I also want to give a shout out really quick because I have like this thing for like black directors because I feel like I want to be one, but I know I don't have the same eye that they have. But I saw Widows this weekend uh, by Steve McQueen, who won the Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. I mean, look, the movie has more to be desired, but one of one of the most beautifully shot movies I've ever seen and one of the most, like, beautiful love letters to Chicago uh, that it really deserves. So if you haven't seen Widows, like, please go watch it. It's, it's amazing. Black people dope. <laughs> all right and with that i think we can go ahead and get on up out of here so we, we hope y'all love this freestyle episode we just figured this pretty topic straight off the dome and see where things took us so if y'all like that let us know if y'all didn't let us know so, <laughs> they like hey we ain't not figure out some topics next time. <laughs> <laughs> don't come with that bush <laughs> if that's how you feel let us know so let's go ahead and get up out of here be shot to where they can reach you Hey, don't have me at God. I got one thing I want to say, all right? Your bro went to therapy today. 
I feel good. I want to share one thing that somebody said, or my my therapist said, hey, (laughs) go out there and know that you are worthy of everything that's coming for you. You are so special. You are prepared. You are amazing. And everything that's coming after you, if it's a new job, it's a man or a woman, it's a good thing, deserve it. Don't question it. Just walk into it and know that you're ready for it. So that touched my heart today. And I want to share that. And I love y'all. All right. Birds. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you want to get at me, you catch me on Twitter at TaylorMadeLife. Make sure y'all also hit us up on our social media. We on Twitter and Instagram at Who's Man's Podcast. Check the Facebook page. You can shoot us at podcast at gmail.com. Always feel free to hit us up in the comments or the DMs. We'll try to get back to you. Go ahead and take, take us out of here, Conrad. All right, y'all can find me on Instagram at Dixie22, that fellow underscore Connie on Twitter. And the word I got for you guys was earlier today from a devotional. And it says, fear is a hindrance to the enjoyment of life. When you follow fear and anxiety to take, when you allow fear and anxiety to take shape in your life, you're allowing something to hinder the fullness in your life. It paralyzes you. It immobilizes you, causes you to question moving forward. So whatever that is stopping you, whatever you're scared of, whether it's to make that move to get that promotion or if it's something small you want to talk to someone you think that is attractive and you're scared just take that leap take that leap because you never know where it's going to take you if you fail you fail that happens life happens but don't let fear hinder you don't let it stop you from doing things you love don't let it stop you from connecting with people that could change your life you just never know who you're going to talk to you never know who you're going to meet in life you never know what door is going to be open so get out there and if there's something that you have that, and for instance, like Brian, he's talking to a therapist. There are other ways you can, you know, combat fear and anxiety and look into it because we want you guys to be successful. We want you guys to really enjoy the life you have because you only have one and you only have few people in your life that will show you love, few people in your life. And we want you to just embrace all of that. So go out there, love on someone. Hug someone. Don't be a who's man's though, because we're gonna find you. And Darnell, we know damn well you can't cook for nobody. Where you where you order? <laughs> <laughs> where you order that food at? Uh, where you order that food that. at? Bro? And the chicken was good though. Huh? And it was done. Who catered to you? And we got we got more beef. I invite you to Richmond. You know, you don't you don't let me know if you're coming or not. You know, it's almost Friday. We're a few days from Friday. It's cool though. That's but that's, that's really rude. cool. Um, that's why you ain't shit. But hey, mm. peace out. <laughs> <laughs> and we out. And we out, man.